Hey there. Hey. Hello. Welcome to Enemies. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Abby. I'm Jacob. And we are here to talk about the show Friends. Uh, I'm a big fan of Friends. I'm aware it's problematic, but it has a special place in my heart. Me, not so much. So that makes us enemies of each other, and especially for Jacob. Enemies of Friends. So here we are, and what we're doing is a rewatch podcast. Uh, we're going to skip the the pilot episode, and we're going to start with the one with the sonogram at the end. I consider it to be truly the first episode of the series because it is the first one with that kind of title. So now, um, truth be told, um, we did do do this uh, under a different name, Friends and Enemies of Friends. Um, but our first podcast was deleted, so, uh, we're starting from the beginning. Well, I was trying to make it sound like we had a reason for it that was beyond, we, we were too lazy to go back and re-record that first episode. But, Come on. Well, I also feel like we got a lot of the first show jitters out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we, I think we got it, got our format down, because to be honest, we've actually already recorded a second episode, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're very happy to be here on the Anchor app, uh, which was extremely easy. I just we want to pressed say that a button. We pressed a button and here we are podcasting. We're doing a podcast. I am actually inspired by one of my favorite podcasts, True Crime Obsessed. So they say, if you want to do a podcast, just do it. Just do it. So they yelled at me for a while. So here I am doing a podcast. Um, uh, we actually got this idea when we were talking about one of our favorite podcasts, The Office Ladies. Oh yeah. Which is um, a rewatch podcast of The Office. Um, with the actors that played Pam and Angela. This would be better if I was Jennifer Aniston and you were uh, um, Chandler Bing. Yeah. Or rather, the actor who played. Even better if you were Chandler Bing. I am Chandler Bing. <laughs> I was, and, and I was um, Jennifer Aniston, and that would be a very surreal podcast. I would listen the crap out of that podcast. Oh my god. We should call them. Do you have their numbers? Do you have Chandler Bing's number? Be like, you are being personified in a 90s sitcom, my friend. I don't know if you if you are aware of this. There might be a lawsuit here. Well, um, If anybody knows Chandler Bing's phone number, please get in touch. We will have him on the pod. We'll have him on. Our very successful podcast. Very successful. Our number one in America podcast. That's what Every- we're going to name this podcast, the number one in America podcast. <laughs> Okay, well, we should probably talk about the episode. Is, that's what I, I would do. I, nah, I think we can just, like, talk about <laughs> how much we love not and not love Friends and, like, other podcasts. Well, we could do that. I, I don't think we're already three minutes in. I think we've lost most of the, the listener that we attracted, so we should at yeah, least give them what yeah, they came for. let's give them Friends. Okay. So it starts off with a cold open, and, yeah. and we, it seems that we come in kind of mid-conversation. They're all sitting around the coffee shop, and one of them says, uh, what you guys don't get is it's all about the kiss. And Yeah, um, and they're talking about kissing, um, and, uh, um, well, um, fun story, um, we have a box set of the Friends that we were watching on, on but nowhere else has Friends. Um, yeah, we thought it was going to be on the Peacock app. I thought that was the whole point. Yeah. So, boo! Boo! boo. This is call to action. Get yes. friends. Yes. Sign our petition. Yes. Change.org. So, this group of friends in the coffee shop uh, kind of go down a rabbit hole of analogies about opening acts and, and comedies. Com- comedies. Yes. And at the end, Joey seems very confused because we're still talking about sex. So what? Yeah. So what do you think about that cold open? Was that funny for you? Um. Yeah. It. It was good. It. 
I like um, how it like just throws you right into it, mm-hmm. um, which is basically um, the definition of a cold open. Um, but yeah, it really, um, it was good at making you figure out what's going on, what they're talking about. And yeah, um, I liked it. I, 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 some air got out of my nose at that last joke. Oh, air got out of your nose. Is, is that what some people might call a laugh or a laughter? It wasn't really a laughter. A, chor- a chortle? No, not really that. It was just kind of a... Okay, so we'll do like a half check mark if we're keeping track of, keeping track of the laughs. Keeping track of the laughs. Keeping track of the laughs. Okay, so yeah, what I really like about that is um, is that they, they, the girls are relating the kiss to the comedian. And the boys are saying, well, then after the concert, you guys are always looking for that comedian. And I took that, it was kind of sad to me. I was like, that means that women are looking for that guy who kissed them in that moment where they had this romantic moment. And he, and in their minds, we just, that was just a, a means to an end. Yeah. That's I, kind of cynical. Yeah, yeah. That's a miserable way to look at the world. Boo. Boo. Yeah. So then they do the uh, the theme song, and that's always fun. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Jacob was dancing. I was dancing, and she walked in, and she was dancing. It was a moment. And when we, we both did the... Yeah, you gotta do the... You gotta do the... Yeah, yeah. That's like... I think it's in the Constitution. Uh, yeah, it's my... I know my rights. And yes. To do that every time Friends comes on. Yeah, if you don't do the clap, it's like not singing along with the Golden Girls theme song. It's yeah. just sacrilegious. Yeah. You, and the Church of Television, which we are... Every day, every day we attend church. Um, personally, I feel like if you don't clap along, you will. Um, uh, I feel like the actors will uh, attack you physically. Yes. At your house. Well, I don't. I've never tested that hypothesis. Yeah, cause cause I always. I, I always never clap. want to. Yes, I, I feel prefer like not it's to. Physically impossible. I'm a Bartleby about it. I prefer not to. You're that mo- is a. Uh, that is an illusion. Yeah, it's momentarily possessed. <laughs> So now we're on to the first scene, and we are told by the words on the screen, thank you words, that we are at the Museum of Natural History. It's yeah. an establishing shot. Yeah. Where Ross is definitely established as a character. He is clearly working at the museum. Yeah. He's very knowledgeable. He's very particular. He's very mansplainy. Yeah. I think he maybe yeah. became a mansplainer before there was such a thing. <laughs> He walked so mansplainers could run. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so his wife, or rather soon-to-be ex-wife, uh, Carol, arrives. But I'm going to call her for the remainder of this episode not Carol, because this is not the actress who ends up playing Carol for the remainder of the series. Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, I forgot about that. She, uh, they changed the uh, actor. That's yes. crazy. And in fact, when you see actual Carol real Carol, you know, the real one, uh, you will see how very different they are and how insulting it is, NBC casting director, how insulting it is as an uh, audience member to be told that that is the same person. At least try. Or make a joke of it, like they did with the two Beckys and the now defunct Roseanne. Yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. So she shows up. And it's really awkward, and they have that weird hug with a fake arm. Yeah, and um, if you notice the fake arm, uh, it looks like the fake arm has some sort of like rich wristwatch on it oh, or does something. It? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't 
And it's weird because it's like something they they both see and then he throws. He's just throwing arms around. (laughs) Throwing hands, literally. (laughs) Yes, and then she hems and haws and finally reveals why it is that she's there. And And she's she's pregnant! pregnant Because it can't be a sitcom without a surprise pregnancy! Pregnancy! Hooray! Everybody's favorite. Yes, and later they'll get stuck in an elevator. What? Mm -hmm. On the way to the camping trip? Oh my god, I burned the stew! And then there will... Then this guy has two dates. (laughs) Yes, what is he? Oh no, this is a conundrum. Uh, So, he, he says pregnant and then he stands in this really weird way that has clearly been directed so he would look just like the caveman only they're both standing in a really unnatural way like if someone told me they were pregnant i would not put my arm in front of me and my head down slightly and say pregnant pregnant (laughs) that is not a normal reaction for anyone, for that news, on any occasion ever in the history of That's everyone. how I just respond to hearing any shocking news. Like, I, like... Dead? <laughs> oh, so then we're cutting to the apartment, or rather Monica and Rachel's apartment. Let's be clear. It's not yeah. everyone's apartment, even though they're always there. And they're all watching Three's Company. Now, I don't know what this is, but I did have a little laugh because of the joke... Oh, is this that episode of Three's Company where there's some sort of misunderstanding? And then Fippy says, "Oh, I, then I've already seen this one." Yeah, um, I, I, I had a little, I had a little laugh at that. I okay, so that's a little chuckle. laugh. Well, then I, I have it in my notes. Explain to Jacob. Okay, so Three's Company was a show about two women who rented an apartment or yeah. rather a house, and much like friends. Much like friends, yes. And this. Three's Company was to Friends, era-wise, what Friends is to us now. It's something that people remembered watching, but it was an older show. So, in this show, two women rent a house, and they want their, their, or rather their guy friend wants to live in the house, too. Neither of them are romantically involved with him, and the landlord would not be okay with a man living with two women. So... Trigger warning, everybody. Oh. He pretends to be gay. Yeah. And dresses up in little frilly night clothes. And isn't effeminate, but it just does enough where it's really it's awful. It's not good. It's not good. That's why it's Three's Company. And so there's and so the landlord always suspects that he's not really gay. So he's always listening and spying and stalking them. You know how you know how landlords are always spying and stalking on people. And so to to see if they're fooling around or they're getting sexy with each other, and then they're always talking in the other room about something that can be misconstrued, like. Uh, I don't know, like if they're making a cake, she's like, oh, it's rising. And he's like, no, it's falling. And the guy's like, oh, oh, no. And he comes in, I gotcha. And they're like, what? And they're saying that the oven mitts, like, what? And he's in this frilly, like, little thing, like, look how gay I am because I'm wearing women's clothing and that's how it works. Yeah. So that's, like, the entire premise of the show. It ran for, like, a gazillion million seasons. Everyone thought it was the best thing in the entire world. Everyone thought it was the funniest thing ever. And every single episode, that's what happened. There was a misunderstanding and there's a lot of sexual innuendo and occasionally people like getting handcuffed to each other and going camping it's ridiculous so moving on moving on (laughs) monica is also very much established in this scene what this is probably the first time of you really seeing her character you've not watched the rest of the of the season jacob's watching no future episodes i've watched the pilot in this one yeah so what is your impression of monica watching her monica veronica her monica um all the various nicknames that come up with that name um 
she obviously is very particular, and obviously, um, Ross has kind of been the, the favorite in the family, um, and she's just kind of, she's always just kind of being, like, uh, by herself, and, like, just, like, roughing it, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, she doesn't want that, um, she just, uh, she wants to, like, have a good life, and she just wants to be comfortable and good, but, and her parents really, um, really just like, oh, you were such a loser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... Yeah. Well, we were looking for Clean Freak. Uh, the correct answer was Clean Freak. Clean oh, yeah. Freak and was the was answer. She was cleaning a lot. And she was a nerd. <laughs> but I like the deep dive you went in on her psyche and about her place in the universe. I like that much better than what I was thinking you were going to say. Yeah, because like, Monica's I, supposed to be like really clean and kind of neurotic and like, oh, she, yeah, she can't stand to like pay a bill late. She's just. I, I, um, I also have a little chuckle at the, um, at the pillow joke. Uh, when she refluffs the pillow uh, and they're like, you know how parents are always so particular. And then later when they're there jumping ahead a little bit, um, she fluffed, her parents fluff, fluff the pillow. Yes, because they really are that toxic. Yeah. That's, that's what I, here's what I love about this uh, episode. And if my parents are listening, earmuffs for like 15 seconds. <laughs> um, when you have really weird parents... And you tell everyone, my parents are really weird. And I say, mine too. And you're like, no, you don't understand. And then they actually meet your parents. And they're like, oh, that is an oddly validating slash horrifying experience because you want to be wrong. You want to be like, oh, no, my parents are just like everyone. They're so kooky and crazy. Yes. But when, yeah, when you see your boyfriend's face go white at Thanksgiving because people are, like, throwing things, you're like, oh, yes, um, I see. But you, you, you can yeah. understand that. You have weird parents. You have weird parents. Hey, we're, we're, all, we're all friends here. We're all friends We're here. all friends here. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, so Phoebe has this great line. She says, uh, of Monica, because Monica's trying to get ready for her parents to go over, she goes, you're all chaotic and twirly and not in a good way. And I, I kind of, I have so much affection for that. I'm like, yeah. yes, I... Like I, the term a hot mess. Like, you just love her for it. Yes. Yeah, yeah I just like the Phoebe. Uh, oh, and then uh, we also get our first establishing mention of Ugly Naked Guy. Ugly Naked Guy. <laughs> That's, that was a good line. Because, like, you don't see him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume never you see him, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> just perfectly. Just, like, you know. I wonder if we're all, like, everyone who watches Friends has is picturing the same identical ugly naked guy. Like, bald. Yeah, I got a bald guy, too. Bald, short, little, little chubby. I've got a giant belly, like, giant. Yeah. And what I love about ugly naked guy as a character on the show, the acting is brilliant, I gotta say, is that he is so confident. Yeah. That's what I love about ugly naked guy. He does not have shame. He, he knows the windows are open. He's got a Master. He's he's not an exhibitionist. He's an I don't careist. He's like I love my body. He does. He's a thigh master. He's not trying to get in shape, but maybe he's trying to better his life. And I I respect him for that. So I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Ugly Naked Guy. I think this if this show had been produced on the air a few years later, there would have been Hot Topic T-shirts about Ugly Naked Guy. I think it would have been a trend. I think he would have had a Twitter. I think it would have been a whole thing. Now, um, one thing I wonder. If they came up with Ugly Naked Guy because the producers or the people who came up with the idea had an Ugly Naked Guy themselves. 
I wonder that as well. Yeah, if we were if we were more ambitious, maybe one of us would have done research. But yeah. I don't. I'm not going to do any of that. <laughs> but if anybody knows, Google uh, a thing. Yeah, Google uh, a thing. I would say get in touch, but we don't have an email address or anything. We are just not that lacking of any you kind know of professionalism. What? I can just go in alphabetical order every email address and ask the same thing until I reach them. Okay. Yeah, you should do that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then I had I had a laugh line here when. Rachel's running around and she says, "Have you seen my engagement ring?" And Phoebe Ooh, says, "Yes, it's beautiful." Yeah, like she's annoyed. Like, stop bringing it up. Like, stop trying to show up, knowing that Rachel has left her fiance, that her whole life is like in in this like crazy situation. Just like, oh yeah, I have. You seen my engagement ring? Yes. <laughs> I just, I, I have so much affection for Phoebe because she's always responding just to the left of whatever's actually happening yeah. in a way that makes perfect sense when you contextualize it the way that she's seeing things. And I, I think that's where, or that's, I'm going to get deep for a moment. That's where I think Friends becomes art because I think it, it shows us a perspective that we wouldn't be able to see any other way than the way it's presented there. So yeah. yeah. Um, so the, turns out the ring has been lost in the lasagna. Oh shoot. Yes. And so that's get Garfield. <laughs> that's what's hilarious. And so the friends have to put their, their friend paws into it to, to find it. Ross shows up in the middle of all of this uh, lasagna molestation and is sad and says, Carol's pregnant. In the caveman pose yeah. still. He's still in the caveman pose. And then we have another great Phoebe line is when they're talking about Carol and about like what she's been telling Ross yeah. about how can be involved in it or not. And she Phoebe, Phoebe says, she's so great. I, I miss, miss her. her. <laughs> Like, yeah, she's great. And the thing is, Carol is great. Yeah. And Phoebe does miss her. What's wrong with saying that? And it would be hard to even explain it to Phoebe, and no one even tries. It's clear that they just, they love and accept her, and they don't try to change her. It's a good, yeah. little, it's a good little group. It's a good little group. High five. High five. Yay, Yay. for friends. Okay, so the parents arrive. My God, Jacob. Ooh, the parents. They are a piece of work. They are a riot. So not they, the good kind. So they are, um, they were really toxic. They're bad. They're bad, boo. Here's what's interesting. I'm just going to give an overview, and then we're going to yeah. go detail then, by detail. Then we're, then we're going to go into the hee-hee-ha-has. Clearly, Monica's mother hates her. Mm. Like, does not like her, enjoy her company. She does not admire her. She's embarrassed of her. She wishes she had never been born. Like, hates her vehemently. And Monica's father loves Monica, cherishes Monica, wants Monica to be okay, but has been like brainwashed by the mother into yeah. thinking that Monica has this tragic life that she doesn't have. It's incredibly, I think it's one of those things almost like uh, Kevin can fuck himself. I don't know if anyone else is watching that on AMC. It's really good. You gotta. Yes. But if this, if Friends could shift genres and turn into a drama, this dinner party would be the saddest thing. I would probably cry 12 times. Yeah. Honest to God. It is the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. So, on that note, let's delve in, yeah, shall I we? I cried 12 times, like, in uh, in order. Like, oh, I cried there, I cried there, I cried there. No, like, it was so it was so much force, and so it was worth 12 cries. And 12 oh, cries. I'm, I'm like, 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 if I'm crying, like, uh, at a Hallmark commercial, that's like a yeah. one-time cry. But I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like 12 times that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be just, like, just screaming. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I could, I could totally see that. Yeah, yeah. So, no one made a drama version of Friends because no, no, I, I can't no. fucking This is a warning. It. No. This is, no. It's a request. It's a plead because I will watch it and it will kill parts of my soul. 
And you heard what's going to happen. Yes. That is a threat. Yes. So the parents are just gushing over Ross. Yeah, just like, oh, Ross, he's, he was, you hear about this new show, he's in Friends. (laughs) Yes, they're very (laughs) excited. They get meta, it's, uh... Yeah, they, um... Ross even tries at some point to deflect all of this praise back onto yeah. Monica or to try to fix things. And I like that because it kind of establishes he's not the enemy. He doesn't curry he doesn't his, want this. He, he just doesn't curry his it. parents' favor. It just happens. And they both try to make it stop, and it's just never going to stop. And it sucks. And, of course, the mother refluffs the pillows. Yeah. So here's what was weird about the way they shot this scene. Monica and Ross go into the kitchen, which is in the same room as the living room. Yeah, but... She goes, hey, do you, uh, you, we're having spaghetti. I love lasagna. We're not having lasagna. Have you heard that, are you going to tell them that she is pregnant? Yes, they have a conversation with the parents, and the conversation with each other, which is supposed to be secret from the parents, is the same same tone. tone. Same tone, same space, same volume, and... (laughs) The parents apparently are oblivious because we cut directly from there to them sitting at the dinner table acting like everything is okay. And the parents are being really passive aggressive and they also like talk about like, oh, remember when you were chubby and you had no friends and you were alone. Oh my uh, God. It's, uh, it's, it's something. It really is. And the mother is cruel and the father is just like hopelessly horrible. And Monica, like, again, it breaks my heart. Uh, so finally, Ross gets up and, again, trying, I think, to be a good brother, but also trying to get out of the way, just says everything. Now, could I go off on one little side tangent? Please. Okay. So, um, originally, they were going to have this lasagna, and, of course, uh, we all have seen the ring. Mm. Um, and now they're having spaghetti. In my opinion, spaghetti is, like, ten times better than lasagna. Because <laughs> okay. lasagna, some of those layers harden in the oven, and it's hard to get through, and you can only eat select bits. With spaghetti, you can just slurp all that up like a drink. Frankly, spaghetti, I'm pro-lasagna. That's my vote Vote now. Vote for me <laughs> okay. in the next election. Thank you for, for, for all of those feels. Okay, so Ross just gets it. He gets a long girls. Boom, boom, boom. Carol is pregnant. She's going to be living with a woman. She is a lesbian. We're getting divorced. Yeah, just let us all out. Boom. Scorched earth. And what is the mother's response? She goes, Monica, you didn't tell us? You knew? Exactly. Yeah. And this is the way that parents are. Uh, so we get back to the coffee shop. They're kind of decompressing. Monica's kind of just, she's shut down. Ross is acknowledging, like, this is awful and there's nothing we can do about it and this just sucks. And Phoebe reveals that she's a twin. Oh, yeah, because um, I, I vaguely remember this from one. It was a while ago we filmed that second episode because um, she was on a different show. Yes. Phoebe, who is played, of course, by Lisa Kudrow. Of course. The amazing, amazing Lisa Kudrow. If you guys have not seen the comeback on HBO, check it out. It is a piece of art that I just, I can't even talk about. It's so brilliant. Hey, don't call it a comeback. Oh, my God. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would only call it brilliant. Um, She's amazing. She is my heart. She is my soul. And she actually was fired from the show Frasier, thank God. Oh, yeah. And about two weeks later was offered uh, this role of Friends. 
And at that point, she was guest starring on a very occasional recurring character um, of Ursula the Waitress on mm. Mad About You on NBC. And Ursula the Waitress was a terrible waitress, and she was rude, and she was like kind of what they would call the day, those days an airhead. Like, oh, I don't know. Like, just they couldn't keep a thought in her head. Let's it was just very say that she, she uh, had the same name as the villain from the, the Disney movie for exactly. a reason. Exactly. So, uh, so then Phoebe... They were like, oh, how can we have her play Phoebe when she's already... And they're like, oh, we'll make them identical twins. Yeah. And they did. And uh, semi-spoiler warning, we do see and hear about Ursula more than you would imagine. It's it's fun. Okay. Yeah, so it's a, it's a really cool little thing that fun, they threw in fun there. Fun thing. Yes. So, Ro- um, so everyone clears out. Ross comes back from the bathroom and says, how long was I in there? Yeah, because they turn the lights off and it's... it's All of a sudden, of yes. <laughs> and so there he is. Alone with Rachel. Yeah. Will there or won't they? The the classic will there or won't they couple. And, and um, here's a funny moment. Uh, Rock, Rachel is sweeping and Ross offers to help and he takes the, the um, broom. And Rachel just sits down and sometimes I feel like that. Mm-hmm. I'm the one sitting down, to be clear. <laughs> like, I'll, so mm-hmm. I'll be like cleaning. To be tr- this is a rare occasion. Um... And I'll and someone will be like, hey, you want a little help? And I'll be like, yeah. Then I'll be like, okay, I'm done cleaning. <sighs> yes, very you're very much a Tom Sawyer or Huck Finn or whoever it was that got out of doing work. That's you. <laughs> so they have a nice kind of sweet little talk. They're both in kind yeah. of this these unique positions with their ex partners. So, so their their situations are not identical, but and they're, they're not even similar, but they're in the same place. Yeah, they're in uh, different paths, same general situation. Yeah, so they have this moment where neither of them, of course, is ready for anybody else, but they have a kinship of, like, I don't know what's going to happen next. I'm tired of trying to explain this to people. It's all so complicated. I just want to get on with my life. And also, there is so much denim. So much denim. Can we just talk about the amount of denim in the scene? So much denim. Oh, so much. I'm, I'm surprised the broom was not made of denim. It was like they were wearing uniforms. It's like yeah. they both worked at the same place and they were required to wear a certain amount of denim. In order well, they to, both like, were, they were, they, they both did work at the same place. They worked as friends. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> too much denim. Just too much denim. Too much denim. Uh, yeah. And I thought that was impossible. <laughs> So now we get kind of a back and forth of the doctor's office where Ross is with uh, Carol and Susan and Barry's office where Rachel has gone to return the engagement ring. Yes. And so they're both kind of enacting this next part, last part of their previous relationships. Yes. So which one are we going to cover first? Oh, well, I thought we'd just go back and forth. I've got it all... I've got it all outlined in my notes. I take notes, by the way. Jacob does not take notes. So, Jacob, trust me. It's not just I somehow... Take, I take brain notes. <laughs> brain notes, yes. The kind you can't read and you forget. Uh, that's why people invented writing. Well, I have bad handwriting, so touche. Checkmate. Yeah, if you guys could see my handwriting, you know, I was once had a partner who compared it to a serial killer's handwriting. It's really good compared to mine. <laughs> mine is like the sprawls of, like... It's like in those uh, books, like, I, it, it started out normal, but then it turned into just rampant scribbling. Oh, right, when the serial killer's notebook at first is, like, neat little cursive by the end. It's like women with, like, swords in their faces and poop smeared. Yes, I getcha. I gotcha. We are of the same ilk. Okay. Now, um, so we're in the doctor's office. Uh, Susan is established. Which one? 
So we are in, well, Barry is... Could you give them names? Well, doctor's office, Barry's office. Yeah. Barry is, is a dentist. Yeah, Barry. No offense, dentist, but you're not doctors. Not real doctors. We're going to take you're, an you're anti... doctor. I'm just like, I... We won't get into it. You I don't what? know. Let's take, like, this podcast, let's start some political views, like, in the first okay, episode. We'll call it the baby doctor's office. Baby doctor. Baby doctor. Okay, so first we're at the baby doctor. Susan <laughs> The is doctors a- are for babies, to be clear. <laughs> so Carol. Thank you. Carol is Ross's soon-to-be ex-wife, who's pregnant. Susan is her partner. And so Susan is established. She shows up. What did you think of Susan? Susan's uh, fine. I feel like um, I feel like definitely um, uh, she uh, is a little too protective of this because of obviously it was not easy to be a lesbian in that time. It was not. Yeah. Uh, it was not. And I almost wonder. I'm just gonna think out loud here for a second. If that kind of um, depiction of what a lesbian might be wasn't a character of what men feared lesbians were which is this very aggressive hostile woman who's going to take your wife take your baby take your baby's name uh, erase you completely i don't know i felt like she was very emasculating and i i yeah. I, I, I it bothered me but i also know that at the time i think that's what men I think wanted if there, to say. Yeah, I think if there was if there was male writers in that room, they were writing out their worst fear of, of what a lesbian might be, and then kind of playing it for laughs. Which you know, we forgive a lot with friends, and they have they have apologized for a lot. And I think that's just one of the places where it was. It's a product of its time. It's actually a really good primary source document. I would say if you want to yeah. know what the attitudes were about LGBTQ people in the '90s, that's a good show to watch. Yeah, I feel like the term LGBTQ didn't exist. Back it did then. not. Yeah. It did not. Yeah, queer was a slur, and gay and lesbian was pretty much the only terms that anyone used. It was, and every time it said, it got a laugh. Exactly. In fact, one of the writers said in the uh, commentary that I watched for the first episode that lesbian was one of those words that was always guaranteed a laugh. And she said that without any further conversation. Oh, she? Wow. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, Marta Kaufman, she's one of the creators of the show. Fun. Yeah. So anyway... Off of our soapbox and back to the scene. Uh, Ross is playing with a speculum, which is that... Uh, yeah, it, um, th- th- this got a little laugh from me because it's a surgical tool and he's like playing with it. Yeah. And it does a thing. It does a thing. And I think probably like most boys, you don't know quite exactly what no, it does. No, no. I, I have an excuse though because I'm young. Yes, we will skip that part we'll, of it. We'll skip. Yeah, as I'll say, it, if he knew what it did, he would not be playing with it. And yeah. I, I just wrote, ought not be doing that. Ought not be doing yeah. that. That's a little inside joke for us. Yes, my uh, father-in-law, that's just kind of his term for anything that anyone's doing. If you're, like, trying to get a wasp nest down with your bearing, ought not be doing that. Yeah. And if you hear that someone's, like, having an affair, well, you ought not, you be, ought doing be doing that. that. Ought that not is, be doing that. That is the best and worst advice and criticism that he can give about anything ever. Ought not be doing that. If I drop my jello, I ought not be doing that. If I decide not to go in for chemotherapy i ought not be doing that it's 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 adorable endearing it's great and it's become my favorite catchphrase we'll be selling merch with ought not be doing that we'll have we'll have bobbleheads <laughs> not sure how that'll work bobbleheads but. of john hamill say so ought not be doing that okay so uh barry's uh, we're now in barry's office and rachel has showed up 
she has taken Ross's advice to not look very good, which meant apparently in the 90s wearing even more denim. So she's wearing... Yeah, look... She's wearing <laughs> denim overalls and a denim-ish jacket over it, and her hair is up in a ponytail, which is, I guess, how you look unattractive in the 90s. Ugly. No, so she's hideous. Oh, like a monster. <laughs> so Barry's there. He spins around and surprise. He looks... Great. He looks happy. Now, um, this scene at the at the dentist, not real doctors. <laughs> They're not a real doctor's office. Continue. Um, uh, got the most laughs out of me. Oh, really? Because of this kid oh. that he's going go doing the doing the teeth attacking. Ooh, a cat. Oh. There's a cat in our backyard, but we're back. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Um. So. Oh, yeah, so this, you like you like the kid, huh? The kid is really funny. All of his lines are delivered good. They all got a, at least a, a exhale out of the nose. <laughs> so I'll I'll give it a full laugh because probably all the little yeah. exhales added up to one actual uh, laugh. Add another full laugh because I did have one full laugh. Okay, I like the honesty. We go by the honor system. Yeah, here, we go folks. by the honor system because I don't like friends, but when it la- it's funny. It's funny. Okay, so then Rachel realizes that he's looking good and feeling good so when he steps out for a second she like takes down her hair which makes her look better i guess in the 90s yeah and she has um first laugh here uh barry leaves and take she takes down her hair and uh the kid's looking at him and she's like she dumped me and he's like okay (laughs) he i dumped him yeah yes yeah yes sorry that's all right i'm just trying to keep up uh, so we go back to the baby doctor's office. It's super awkward. And then there, he wants to talk frankly to them about the baby in the future. And he discovers yeah. that... They're going to pick the name. Uh, and I feel like he should have at least a little bit of... Um, he shouldn't have complete control, obviously. It should be some sort of vote. Yeah. If, yeah, I feel like... Uh, I know he, he's probably not going to be a big part of the relationship. So he should, he, so he should just um, have a little bit of decision here yeah and this is also a very weird different time when it was very very normalized for fathers just to simply not be part of their children's lives especially if the mother had remarried in any kind of situation Uh, I mean my father moved to another state and I saw him once a year that was completely acceptable nobody batted an eye or thought that was peculiar so this whole I, I think that now it would be very odd to the idea that yeah. you could just be like, ah, yeah, I don't think I'm going to raise my kid. I just don't think it's, it's not socially. It's, icky, it's gross. Yeah. I, look, I looked at a picture of him before he was here. I don't want to know what he looks like <laughs> when he's bigger. Yeah. So, and, and just putting all, pretending it's not a written show aside, just talking about the situation itself. Yeah. I definitely feel that Ross conceived a child with a woman that he believed he was in a committed relationship with. And that equals a lot of autonomy about how that child is raised and what happens with it. I think it has to be a collaborative situation between the three of them. Otherwise, it's going to be toxic for the kid. Yeah. And I think anyone who cares about him... Going to end lo- like yes. old Monica over here. Yes. We don't want that. No. Yeah. So, they also, the names they've come up with are hideous. Marlin and Minnie. No. Marlin not. and Minnie. Oh, that's my favorite Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're not back in Barry, not a doctor's office. And it's revealed that Barry went on the honeymoon without Rachel, but he did go with the Mindy. bridesmaid. Yeah, or actually, it was a maid of honor. A maid of honor. Ooh, that's worse. Yes. And he's glad they've broken up because uh, he's much happier. Yes. 
And Rachel takes it remarkably well, yeah. which is good because it really shows that she also accepts that this is, again, this is real closure for both of them. But then he throws some unnecessary shade mm-hmm. because she gives him the ring back and she says, well, this is yours or maybe one day Mindy's, which I thought was really yeah. generous of her. And what does he say? Like she'd settle for that. Oh, come on, Barry. What the hell? What? Come on. What would it Like you were an idiot for settling for a bad ring. By the way, Barry, did you not pick out that ring? You're a terrible person, Barry. In the words of Phoebe, it's gorgeous. Yes. So now we're back in the baby doctor's office, and there, they, uh, there's a joke that maybe in poor taste I think maybe it's bordering on poor taste because they're saying Helen the name Helen he goes are you kidding me Helen Geller because that his last yeah. name is Geller because it rhymes so closely with Helen Keller yeah and I think that kind of suggests at that time you'd be concerned about your child's name rhyming with Helen Keller even though I think now Helen Keller is perceived to be this amazing iconic yeah. historic figure back in the day when I was a kid they were Helen Keller jokes that yeah. were very ableist, very mean-spirited, yeah. awful. I won't even repeat them. Please don't Google them. They're terrible. No, no, no. Yes. And so I think this is one of the many ways in which culture has shifted completely. Because now I, I yeah, I, I would what, name my child Helen Keller on purpose as an homage. There's also a good joke um, here other than that, um, where there's little chunk of little, uh, like, statues of the different stages in the baby. Oh, yes. And he grabs one of them and he's throwing it around. And I really wanted her to be like so you see why I didn't want you taking care of our child that actually would have been a good like a good observation like yeah yeah, I I would have been on her side but instead they have her saying well it's my baby too and like I feel like she my, our impression as an audience, she literally just showed up 15 minutes yeah. ago. If that was a man in that position, I would think he was being an asshole. Yeah. Like, you just show up off the streets and you're going to take my baby's name and tell me that I don't have any part of his life. Uh, you're going to step back for a second because that's not going to happen. And at some point, they're like, oh, they're going to... He says, well, we'll put your name last. And she's like, no, they're not going to say all those names. And they're going to only say yours. And then you get your way. And he's like, my way? How is this my way? Yeah, like... And I was like, yeah! Yeah! Yeah. So then he uh, he's actually about to duck out. He's about to do the normalized male thing. And then he hears... The heartbeat. It's the heartbeat. And he's like, oh, that's crazy. He's like, it's a little baby it's in little there. Baby it's in a there. little baby. baby in there. Yeah. This is also the same reaction I have to puppies and dogs. Yeah. I get very excited. Especially when we see them out on the street while we're driving. Yes. So then we uh, we cut to the apartment. Ross is showing the gang, thinking they're going to have the same emotional reaction. They do not. Except for Monica. And she gets all teary. Yeah. It's really sweet. And um, then Rachel calls Mindy, gives her a kind of a classic, kind of boring burn about uh, hairlines and noses and and who kind of ug shames her a little bit because that's what people used to do. That's uh, that's friends. And so that's friends. So I'm going to very quickly count up. One, two, three, six. Six laughs. Six laughs. So that's the record so far. That's the record. So So final impressions. Final impressions. 
I really did like uh, this episode. I thought it was pretty good. I got uh, six laughs. Okay. Um, which uh, is for it's a thirty-minute show, I believe. Yeah. It's yeah, we've minutes. we've talked about it for longer than it lasted. It's probably actually twenty-two minutes with commercials. Yeah. Um. So it's a few. It's uh that long, and I feel like uh it's really good for that nine-minute laughs. I really again I really like that kid. Really funny. Good good lines. Okay. Uh, a few parts were a little. Uh, but um, that's just because it was a different time. Yeah. There's going to be a, a lot more problematic episodes in the yeah. future. Trigger warning, fair warning. And we will talk about all of them. We are not going to sugarcoat this show because I, I, it's like many things that I love and many people that I love. It is, We're fun at me, so friends. Yes, it's very, very imperfect. Uh, but yet there, there's still a lot to be appreciated. So I'm excited yeah. to, to rewatch this. It's a rewatch for me. So what my overview of the episode really is that I saw more problems with it than I remember this early. Um, but I also, it's like, I'm going to be corny, but it is like seeing old friends. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, I, yeah. like uh, if uh, you had a friend in college, but then they got really into the bad drugs. <laughs> and you're like, oh. But I then, like and then if I can go back in time, I'll remember them when they were still fun. Yeah. But then I can kind of see the signs. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. He, yeah. he was stealing money out of my purse, even though we were having spaghetti night. So, yeah, it's a little bit like that, but that's kind of dark. I, I will I will definitely <laughs> say that it it makes me excited about the things to come. Cause yeah. Because like we said, but this is apparently. like an establishing episode. We establish so much about who these people are, where yeah. they come from, what their backgrounds are, and I knowing all a lot of this is going to play out and like these big and extraordinary and kind of much more sophisticated ways yeah. as the, the writers and the actors get more comfortable with things. So I'm excited to take this journey. Now um, we're a podcast, so yes. we need a sign off. Sign off. Okay. What, what, what could it, it has to be friends themed. Uh, keep it Phoebe. <laughs> keep it Phoebe. Keep it Phoebe. Okay. All I right. Like that. Let's suspend enemies. Okay. Keep, keep it, it Phoebe. Phoebe.